0: 是 <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. Week six picks and your comments. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify. Look us up on YouTube. Make sure you hit that like button. Smash the subscribe button. Leave a review. Leave some kind words. Let people know that you're listening to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Excited to get into some of the comments. But we're going to go right to picks first, and then we'll take a quick break. Going right into it. Friday night, October 6th, Nebraska going to Illinois. It's a three-and-a-half-point line. It's a it's a seven o'clock, sorry, eight o'clock kick. Fox Sports won. Illinois, Illinois is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which – I was surprised by it, to be honest. I I didn't know what to expect after what happened this past week against Illinois or against Purdue for Illinois. I think everybody everybody expected a tighter game, really tighter games with both teams. I think my big concern with this game with Nebraska is the injuries and how do they rebound against that that big loss to Michigan they were never really in it you know Harburg had the early interception never really in it and I I just am curious what their psyche is like you know obviously their top two backs are out just rough rough for them and Illinois is kind of searching themselves and you know going back and looking at the score and, and looking that game the score I thought looked worse Then if you actually look into the statistics now, obviously statistics only tell part of the story, but the reality is that game was 16 to 13 at the end of the first half. And so I, I look at that. I think, I don't think Purdue is 25 points better than Illinois, but I do think Illinois is, is struggling. I think they definitely, there's some, some things there that you're concerned about. That being said, I think Illinois has something that Nebraska doesn't, which is a couple of studs on the defensive line. I think Nebraska's defensive line is good. I think their line play is good. I think John Newton, and Keith Randolph will be the difference in this game. I think they'll slow down the running game. I think they'll force things on Harburg to really win the game. And I don't know if they have the receivers to do that. And I think Altmaier has a bounce back game. I think he plays well in this it's at Illinois, which I think matters a lot. I think that crowd, I think the the advantage of the swirling wind in Champaign is going to really help them. I like Illinois 27, 21. I think Illinois gets back in the wind column this week. And I think again, Nebraska, trying to figure out how to continue to build culture. So uh, I think the, one of the biggest games this week, but maybe not the biggest game. It, there's a couple of sneaky good ones on the schedule, but the one that that Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt will be at is Maryland at number four Ohio State. That game is on Fox, big noon kickoff, twelve so twelve o'clock. Ohio State's a twenty point favorite. They're a twenty point favorite, and I don't I don't understand why, if I'm honest, I. I think this is a this is a name recognition line quite honestly and I get it I think Maryland has not played a good quality opponent yet it's part of the reason why they're not ranked although I don't agree with it I would have ranked them at least at least for any somewhere between 25 and 21 I actually honestly would have probably put them in the top 20. but they're not they're 26th, according to others receiving votes in the AP poll. Tunga is having a good year. You know, he's thrown for nearly 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, three picks. Ryan Hemby playing well, uh, over 300 yards rushing. Uh, Deshaun Jones, Dykus, you know, they have a, a really good receiving core, underrated receiving core. Ty Felton, and they've dominated everyone they've played, right? Like they, they beat Indiana. Worse than Ohio State did. They beat Michigan State at uh, at Spartan Stadium. They beat them by 22. Now, granted, I, I think some of that was self-inflicted. But, you know, they were in control of that game the whole time. UVA, Charlotte, they dug themselves into holes and then they scored 38 and 42 unanswered, uh, respectively. So Maryland has not shown... That like they, they haven't shown their like squeaking by against bad teams, they're dominating bad teams, which says something because like Ohio State has not necessarily dominated everybody, despite the fact they are way more talented than Indiana and way more talented than Youngstown State. Uh, they, they certainly dominated Western Kentucky, but I, I just think. This is a weird game. Ohio State's coming off a bye after a big win. So, like, where, where are these teams in terms of their psyche? I, I think Maryland puts up a good fight. I do not think they lose by 20. And you have to remember last year, Maryland, I mean, they had a shot to upset the Buckeyes in College Park. The game is in Columbus. I think Ohio State's defense... I think they match up well with Maryland's offense. I think Maryland is the most explosive offense that they will have faced up to this point. You know, that's that's no shot at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is physical. I think they have a better offensive line. I think I think Sam Hartman is a little bit better than Tunga Bailoa. But this is the, the best combination of explosive players and explosiveness that they've faced and probably will face up until... Penn state, maybe, maybe not even I, and that's not a shot at Penn state either. It's just that teams have different strengths. I think Maryland's defense is underrated. So I think this is a tough game. I would not be shocked if Maryland won this game. I I'm, I think it's lower scoring than people think I've got 27 to 20 Ohio state wins. And I think a really competitive matchup. I think it's a really good game. I think at the end of the day, Kamakor, he's steady. You know, they're able to beat them over the top a couple times with Marv and Emeka Abuka. But watch out, like I, I'm very, very, and I'm saying this as an Ohio State fan, nervous about them playing the Terps. I would not be surprised at all if Maryland upset Ohio State this weekend, especially with the fact they had the buy, they had. Uh, the bye week you're coming off a big win. I could see where they may be, maybe overlooking Maryland a little bit. So I, I'm picking Ohio state to win, but I, I like Maryland. I like this team. I think we find out a lot about Maryland this week. Uh, I think they're going to be, we're going to find out that they're for real, uh, that they're a really good team. I, I think another team that I'm really looking forward to seeing here is Rutgers playing Wisconsin at 12 PM. That game is on Peacock. So you have to pay six thirty-five. that that's including the tax, uh, to get that game and to get all college football games on there for a month. Wisconsin's a 14 point favorite. I, I think this game, it, I think similarly to the Maryland Ohio state game, I think this game is going to be close, right? I think you look back, at what Rutgers did against Michigan, you know, Michigan steamrolled last, last week against Nebraska. They did not steamroll Rutgers like Rutgers was in that they had some self-inflicted wounds and that kept them from, you know, marching down the field. I don't know if they would have scored a second touchdown, but I mean, I thought Rutgers acquitted themselves well against Michigan and i don't think wisconsin is anywhere near the same stratosphere right now i think they're getting better i think wisconsin certainly has a more talented team but i like i i think this is going to be a a good game for both of these teams to figure out okay where are they you know is wisconsin kind of back to being the king of the west or are maybe they kind of in the same state as Iowa and as other West teams that are maybe a little bit higher in the pecking order in the West. I think Wisconsin wins this game. I think Braylon Allen, the mobility of Tanner Mordecai, and, you know, I think the coaching prowess of fickle, I think he gets them ready to play this game. I think they limit Rutgers running game and force Gavin Wimsat into to throw the ball. And ultimately I think he has a, a a costly turnover but I think Rutgers covers I like 28-17 Wisconsin you know I, to only lose 11 by 11 I I think you're gonna see a good Rutgers team that I think has a real shot at seven wins that's that's my take on on this game I think you see that Rutgers is in a I think Rutgers is for real in the sense that they are a bowl team this year, and that's no insignificant thing considering their schedule and considering where they've been. I think I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If they make a bowl game this year with this schedule, it is more impressive than anything Greg Schiano has ever done with Rutgers, and that includes the year that they they beat Louisville and they, you know, had a shot to win the Big East championship. The Big East was nothing compared to what the Big Ten East is. And for for him and especially with Virginia Tech on the schedule, I know Virginia Tech's not great, but like it's a Power 5 team on the schedule. You know, they with Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, with all those teams on the schedule. That'd be a big big deal. It'd be an amazing accomplishment for Rutgers. I think Wisconsin uh, I, I think with Wisconsin, I think they they continue to build to maybe where I think they might be able to challenge down the road, one of those big three in the East. Challenge, I know there are a couple people that might get on me for saying challenge, but I really mean that. I think if they continue to progress and get better, I think they have some weapons that can hurt, hurt the big three. So Wisconsin 28, Rutgers 17. A good a good fought matchup. Uh Howard going to Northwestern's 3 p.m. kick on the Big Ten Network. There's no line on this one. You don't need a line on this one. Northwestern's going to they're gonna beat the stuffing out of them. Like they beat UTEP 38 to 7. I think Ben Bryant has a good game. I think they continue to get him confidence. And I, I've got 45 to 10. I think Northwestern you know, does what they should against a bad, bad opponent in Howard. Not much analysis there. It's just that Howard's bad. Purdue at Iowa. 330 kick on Peacock. Again, you need Peacock to watch this game. Iowa is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I I don't know what to make of this game, if I'm honest. I Iowa's offense has been just absolutely terrible. Cade McNamara is out for the season. Luke Lachey is out for the season. You know, still a lot of injuries at the in the running back room. I I don't I I called the upset last week with Michigan State, and quite honestly, I I think if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they they would have gotten it. I'm gonna pick Purdue because I think Hudson Card is a little bit better. I, I think he might be a lot better than Noah Kim. And I just, I, I don't trust Iowa's offense to get enough offense. Like I think Iowa probably has the better team, but with Deacon Hill in, I think Deacon Hill's decent, but th- those receivers, they they can't catch a cold. The I'm concerned about the running backs, concerned about, you know, th- they have good tight ends. You know, Eric Hall, Stelianos came in, as the, now the, the backup tight end, I just am, I'm just not sure how they're going to score enough points. And that's not because Purdue's defense is all world. It's because Iowa's offense is not good. So I, I think Purdue, I think Purdue upsets Iowa on the road. I think 20 to 13 low scoring. But Hudson Card drives him down the field in the fourth quarter, gets the go-ahead touchdown. And then last but not least, number two, Michigan going on the road for the little brown jug, Minnesota. This game is both on NBC and Peacock. It's a 730 kick. Michigan's a 19-point favorite. I think this is an easy cover for Michigan. Like, I just don't think Minnesota has the, the horsepower. Like, I, I like... Minnesota's receivers I just don't think think a think uh athen Kalyak, Manis is good enough to really stretch that defense and I just don't think I just don't trust the running game I I think their running game is is still not the best it could be um you know you look at their you know they do have a good running back in Taylor who's run for over 500 yards and I think you guys know how much I love Daniel Jackson I think he's a stud I just don't think they have enough on the offensive line. I don't think they have enough at quarterback yet to to really make a dent. I I, I like Michigan 42 to 10 uh, over Minnesota. Uh, Easy cover for the Wolverines. Let's take a quick break. If you're on YouTube, there's not going to really be a break. I'm just going to pause for a minute. Uh, But we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back on the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Welcome back to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Uh, I'm gonna get to some comments and uh things that were were either emailed in or on on X. I, you know, I have a, a long-standing rule. If you post on X and you ask questions or you talk to me about stuff, I'm gonna share about it on the podcast. Cause like you guys are a big reason why I do this. So I wanna, I wanna honor that. I'm going to start with Chase Griffith. Um, I, you know, a few things that, that Chase, you mentioned. One was just the the, the Purdue-Illinois game. Like, what the heck are we supposed to make of that result? Why has Illinois regressed so quickly? I, you know, I talked about that a little bit in the last pod, but I, I think it's a little bit – I think we're going to find out more as these games go on. I think we'll find out more about Purdue against Iowa – I think we'll find out more about Illinois against Nebraska. I, I think it's just hard. You know, Illinois lost a lot of good players last year. And I think people forget that when you're not, like when you're built rebuilding, people forget that you don't reload like some of the other teams. and And that's especially true. Like I think everybody knows Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, they reload but even Wisconsin and Iowa like they kind of re they they kind of are trustworthy year after year like they certainly have their deficiencies but i think both Purdue and Illinois i think they're in the realm of their rebuilding but also they didn't have much to start with like Illinois does not have a very talented roster and they lost they, they didn't just lose guys they lost Potentially the defensive rookie of the year in the NFL, and Devin Witherspoon. They lost Sidney Brown. They 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 lost Chase Brown as a running back, and I know he's a you know six rounder, but like he knows that offense inside and out. They lost Tommy DeVito, who was a steady, steady player for them. And so, have they regressed? Have they like you know is it everything's burning? No, I just think we have to remember that even the best coaches when you're starting, when the cupboard is bare, when you lose your best players, it's going to take more than the first four weeks of the next season to get right. Uh, I mean, we're even seeing that with Ohio state with a uh, Accord where they're, 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 they're not right offensively yet. And they've got loads of talent, you know, compare that now to, to Illinois, where they don't have the same type of talent. Um, and so I think, and I think with Purdue, a good quarterback cures a lot of ills. So do I think Purdue is a great team? Are they a good team? I don't think so. I just think they have, they have pieces that are probably more stable. Like I think Purdue is a little bit more stable. So that that's, that's one thought on that. Um, you mentioned the Maryland, Illinois game. I, you know, you, you, you said that you don't think Indiana is that terrible. I I don't know. I, you might be right. I just, I think Tom Allen is a good defensive coach and I f- don't think he knows anything about offense. So I, a question I did have, and I was looking at the stats earlier today, Cam Camper didn't have a catch against Maryland. I, and I'm, I'm curious. I, I may just be out of the loop. It was, he hurt. But I didn't I didn't see him in the stat line against Indiana, and that surprised me. Or again, not against Indiana, against Maryland. Um, so one one thing that uh, Chase did bring up, and I, I want to address it real quick, is the the disproportionate focus on Ohio State last week, even though they were on a buy. Part of that was because of a question from a friend of mine who who texted me about what why was Ryan Day upset and you know, what, what's up with the Ohio against the world, but I, I I do have to be careful. And I appreciate a comment like this because I am an Ohio state guy and that, that there's two problems with that. One is that I know the most about Ohio state. That's a lot of my frame of reference, but I think the other, the other thing is I, if something big happens with them, I can get a little tunnel vision. So I appreciate the comment because it helps remind me that this is not an Ohio state podcast. It's a big 10 podcast. And I need, I need your help sometimes to, uh, to be reminded of that, that maybe I'm straying a little bit from that. So not an excuse. That's not an excuse. I I appreciate the comment. Hopefully we can get back on track and be a little bit more big 10 centric. Appreciate you, Chase. I I appreciate you emailing in and, and your grace, your gracious tone too. Um, Luke Erickson emailed, uh, appreciate Luke. We've been emailing back and forth for the past year or so. Um, and he was, he, he's a faithful Illini fan. You know, y- you mentioned that you're skeptical of Purdue making a bowl game. Um, but Illinois has to run the table against equally awful foes, uh, to go bowling themselves. And I doubt they do it, which is a familiar story for Illinois fans. Um, I, I think it's fair to look at bowl eligibility as like a mark of success. Um, Probably the one thing you you go through, you go, you go through Illinois schedule and I'm going to just do it right now. They, they play, they play Nebraska, which I think is winnable. Um, You, and then you play Maryland. I think that's a hard game. Wisconsin. That's a hard game. But then you get Minnesota, Indiana, and Northwestern, and and Iowa. And I don't, I think those last four games are all fairly winnable. Um, Now, Illinois has a lot of things to fix, but I'm not losing hope in Illinois quite just yet. I think out of all those teams, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, um I'm forget Indiana. I trust Brett Bielema the mo- the most. I just think there's a talent there's a talent gap gap and I think people are underestimating how much that that exodus of talent last year is affecting them. So, but I understand I understand the the frustration. I think there's a lot of ex- excitement Uh, luke mentioned you know they haven't seen an illinois team go bowling back to back in a long time i think since 19 or no since since 2010 and 2011 um and and that's a hard place to be as a fan and i i want to you know console you also i want to just i want to encourage you even if they don't go bowling The question is, how do you make this program more stable in the long run? You did it by getting a good coach, a coach that understands the big 10 and understands how to win at a program that has to depend on player development rather than just excellent recruiting. So I think you have, you have the right coach. And I think as Illinois players continue to do well in the NFL, that's going to sell itself too. like Devin Witherspoon, the way he's been playing, that's going to, that's going to sell itself. So I don't lose heart is what I would say. Don't lose heart. I think you have the right coach. I think you have the right infrastructure. And I, I'm curious to see their development over the next several years or several games. Um, So I know Luke, you said five and seven, I think five and seven is, is certainly feasible, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if six and six or seven and five, uh, happened either. And if that's the case, you go bowling and that'd be great. So I think that'd be a huge coaching win for Brett Bielema this year. Um, so uh, let's see. Illini Bubba, I appreciate you. You also, you know, you, uh, mentioned the podcast to others and, uh, I, yeah, just, I appreciate you listening. And, uh, also, oh uh, where, where is it here? Um, Andy 800, there's a few other letters before that, but, uh, you mentioned that you typically follow that, just the Rutgers podcast ecosystem, but you're trying to follow more big 10 full league po- podcast. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate just the encouragement. Um, yeah. Love Rutgers this year. I I love what Greg Shiano is doing. And, Again, I think, I think six and six is definitely on the table. And I, I think seven and five, I, I will be really, I'll be giddy if they upset Wisconsin. I, and that's no shot at Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin. I like Luke fickle, Luke fickles, you know, former Buckeye. I I am a, I'm a big fan, but man, I would love, 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 love to see Greg Shiano have a breakthrough year. Uh, he's a great coach. And he's doing it at a place that I think has been really hard for a long time. Um. My friend Tony Beard he uh, he he replied Georgia at nine in my national top ten. Man, you're not playing around anymore. No, I'm not. I and I I, I commented this to him. Um. A- afterwards, I said, "Listen, Georgia, like they've had five weeks." to like prove that they're somewhat like the team that they were a year ago and two years ago, and they've done nothing to to back it up. Like they, they really struggled against a mediocre Auburn team. They struggled against a mediocre South Carolina team. They've been slow out of the gate in every game. I, I need to see more before I can bump them back up. Now that's not to say that, they may they may finish number one and win a third straight national championship. I think they have the talent to do that. But right now, I'm like, you're you're a two-loss team at minimum if you keep playing the way you do. Now, I would not be shocked if they ran the table because I think Georgia does this from time to time and it's similar to Alabama. But until they prove it, I'm done ranking them any like based on perception. So, uh, Yankee Wolverine wanted me to call out Penn state for throwing for a touchdown. Well, faking, and then throwing a touchdown with two minutes and 20 seconds left, which pushed the lead from two, from 34 to 13 to 41 to 13. I, I stopped watching before that point. So I I don't feel like I can speak to it. I, I don't know the whole situation. On the surface, it feels weird. Um, so you might be totally right that I should call them out because I I didn't fully watch it live. I'm I'm not. I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave it alone. You know, I'm not gonna speak on things that I don't know the full story to. Uh, which maybe that's a cop out, but you know, better to leave my mouth shut and have people think I'm a fool than to open my mouth and remove all doubt. Just saying. Uh, but I appreciate you Yankee. Um, even though you root for the wrong team, I appreciate you. <laughs> um, of course, that's in good fun as a Michigan guy. I got to give him a little bit of, a little bit of agita, but uh, seriously, appreciate your comments and yeah, just appreciate you following along with the pod. Um, Russ Johnson, who's a uh I wouldn't say, co- I guess colleague, not colleague. We, we're on different podcasts, but he, he, he's a uh, locked in Purdue podcast. Great guy has, has great thoughts about Purdue. He uh, was responding to my thought about Maryland being ranked. And he said, that's what happens when you stack your non-con with Towson, Charlotte, and Winless Virginia. Um, I don't disagree with that. I do like, I can understand why you wouldn't rank Maryland be- because of that. But if you, don't rank, if you don't rank Maryland because of that, then why are you ranking Louisville? And obviously, I'm not saying to Russ, I'm saying to their pollsters, why are you ranking Louisville? Why, like, they haven't proven anything. Three and two LSU, why are they ranked when they haven't proven anything? Maryland has blown out everybody they've played. And even if you're like, well, the schedule stinks, it's like, okay, but. They beat Michigan state worse than Iowa did. They beat Indiana worse than Ohio state did and worse than Louisville did. They've beat everybody by at least 22 points. Like they've been dominant. And so at some point that matters. So I like, I, I would not now, obviously if they beat Ohio state this week, they'll, they'll be ranked not just top 25 they'll be ranked at least in the top 15 but i i don't uh, this is my issue if you're gonna rank other teams because they're undefeated and have not played anybody like let's actually reward teams who are at least blowing other teams out right like i again going back to georgia and i you know auburn's auburn's not a Bad team. But let's also just be clear: Auburn's not great, and they struggled against Auburn. I you know, I I I don't think Michigan State would beat Auburn. I don't think. But I, you know, I I I just don't know. I, and part of it is you just don't know where teams are at still, even in week four or five. I think the picture's becoming clearer. But I think to to say here's a five and oh team that did schedule a power five opponent and virginia was a, was good a couple years ago right like they uh was it brendan armstrong that was he's now at nc state but he was there i think they what went 8 and 4 back in 2021 like i don't think you can dock a team you know even though they're winless you know virginia is winless i don't think you can dock a team too much for trying to f- face a mid-tier power 5 team on their schedule so i I understand what Russ is saying, and I I respect his opinion. I I respectfully disagree, though. I th- I think, especially if you look at Louisville, who not only you know doesn't have as good of a win, uh, or the, the comparative win against Indiana, but also they struggled against against Georgia Tech. They probably should have lost to Georgia Tech, and jo- Georgia Tech just lost to Bowling Green. So why is Louisville ranked? But Maryland isn't. I don't get it. I don't think it's, yeah. I, I don't I don't like it at all. Um, yeah, I'll end with this, and this is you know a Bubba. I I talked about him already, but um, you know he he mentioned that he felt like the passion is gone for Illinois. I I just I just want to encourage the Illinois faithful. First of all, you guys are awesome by the way the passion that really love you guys um just i think you have the right infrastructure in place and that's such a key thing when you're rebuilding and i just encourage you don't don't lose heart maybe you know maybe this year it doesn't go the way that you thought it would but i still think you have the right coach the right infrastructure So as much as I have not liked Brett Bielema in the past because of what he did to my Buckeyes, I think he's the right coach for the job. I think you guys have a bright future. So that'll do it for the big 10 football talk podcast. Really appreciate, appreciate you guys. Again, remember to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, hit that like button, smash the subscribe, subscribe button, leave a review, send me emails. Again, if you email, or if you post on X at me, I will bring you up on the podcast. So, you know, I'd love to get fan interaction. Really appreciate you guys. It's uh, it's really fun. One quick note, something that's really just fun. 30,000 listens. Um, we just crossed the 30,000 listen mark. So, um, you know, keep sharing, keep, keep telling your friends about the pod, but also keep, uh, keep letting me know what you guys are thinking as well. That'll do it. Take care. God bless we